Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast, and I am your host, Hunter. We have our new setup. We have three people on the podcast. We got Caleb back again, and then we also got Tyler back again. Howdy. Tyler's so excited for this. I mean, I can I can just feel it. I am absolutely fired up. I see that. I, I, can, I can sense your enthusiasm, Tyler. Uh, so, glad to have you guys here. Um, we are turning over New Leaf, and are shooting this one in Flowood, so you guys can keep track of our whereabouts. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is some weight loss. So we've been having some pretty awesome success with some of our nutrition clients, some of our um, uh, Beachbody Challenge members, and we're starting to get some questions. Um, how do I lose weight? So we're just going to walk through the real big basics here of what one would do if one wanted to lose weight. And so we got uh, two diet coaches on board who have had a lot of clients they've worked with. And so we're gonna kind of talk about the basics of if somebody wants to lose weight, you know, what they do. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different places to start. I think as coaches, we really try to get to know the person and get to know where their journey began with food and talk about their history and ultimately start about what you know start talking about what their goal is so we're talking about weight loss so we know the goal is i want to lose weight so for a lot of people we need to begin by identifying how much do they want to lose weight what is their truest why we talked about this last week so if you guys uh haven't kind of heard that concept go back and listen to last week's episode um, but once we can identify like the truest reason why someone wants to lose weight we know that their motivation is there and it's deeper than just a temporary you know momentary goal but say we're talking about a person who has a serious weight loss goal and they're fully committed to it then we really have to start with figuring out what they're currently eating what is their current um, food intake look like and from there then we can kind of dive into different areas that are going to be the most impactful for them without overloading them at the beginning i think once someone knows what am I bringing in right now? It becomes very clear where they can get into a calorie deficit. So you guys can kind of talk a little bit about that too, but we got to know what's coming in in order to know where we're going to gain the most uh, impact from removing. So the first two steps I hear you saying is number one, you got to determine why you want to lose weight and how much weight you want to lose. Um, and then number two, you just got to determine what you're actually consuming currently. 
Is that what is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you if you don't know what you're consuming, it can be a, like a guessing game, and that's just frustrating. It's fatiguing, and so so think, how would you do it? So you literally write it down on a piece of paper, we put it in fit, Fitness Pal. What do you what do you do? Yeah, typically we give people an intake form. We have a couple different options uh, depending on the person, and you know if it's if it's someone that just for them like even downloading an app and trying to type things in and measure quantities that can be overwhelming in itself. So we have a three day intake form where if someone can give us three days and they can just take it with them everywhere they go pull out a pen write down anything they eat or drink even if they give us just a ballpark of quantities that can be a really easy starting point for us as coaches to be able to dig into i think helping them maybe for the first time in their life understand how many calories are actually in the foods they're eating because for a lot of people there's liquid calories they have no idea that are adding up to be a significant, significant amount of body weight over the course of weeks and months. And so for a lot of people, it's not as obvious where those calories are coming from. Tyler, would you have yeah, anything I, else to add? Well, I think on top of exactly how much weight um, the person wants or needs to lose and why the person wants to lose that weight, I think another thing that I've found is knowing a pretty – um, accurate time frame as to when you can sustainably lose that kind of weight. Um, we've seen, you know, and I've seen working with clients one-on-one where, you know, sometimes there's kind of an unrealistic expectation and, you know, their mind of, Hey, if I have to, you know, if I need to lose 40 pounds, you know, that's not going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen in a week or a month. So you need to, you know, as a coach, it's one of my jobs and our jobs to sit down and say, Hey, we know why, we know how much we need to intake when we get to that position. Uh, now we need to see how long is that going to realistically take to a point where we maybe don't feel into a position where we're um, completely restricting ourselves from, you know, certain things that we may still enjoy in life while still being able to say, hey, realistically, this is the time frame that if we were to set your deficit at, you know, this percent to your overall intake, you'll still be able to make progress over the right amount of time. Um, and so that intake level, it all fluctuates and kind of varies on exactly what comes in and what we're expecting it to get out. So let's say we got somebody who's 300 pounds and they are wanting to lose weight on their own. Like they're, they're doing this whole thing on their own. They're listening to the podcast. They're going to apply it to their life. And, uh, maybe we'll, we'll just say they're six feet tall. So, um, their goal is to lose a hundred pounds what would be a realistic amount of time or time frame that you would give somebody um, to achieve that? 100 pounds. I think someone can lose that in two years. Two years. I think 18 months, so, two years. So, so 18 months. So good. you think 50 to 75 pounds a year would kind of be aggressive? I, yeah, I think that would be aggressive. I think it's the, the biggest thing that um, – that's hard about that is helping the client understand that it's not linear. So you can say it's 50 to 50 pounds, let's say 52 pounds a year, one pound a week. That's a very doable. That's not going to be so one pound a week. Say, yeah. Say you lost a pound a week. Um, I think that's something that's sustainable. Um, but it also is important for that person to realize that it's not always going to be on a linear scale. They may Mm -hmm. lose eight pounds in a month. And so, which would be two pounds a week, but then they may go three weeks and not lose weight. They may go on a vacation. They may have the week of Christmas where they don't need to worry about trying to lose weight because they've got a two-year goal. Yeah. And ultimately, they've got decades long. Usually, people's long-term goal is decades away. So, 
realizing that I think there's there's going to be some peaks and valleys in that weight loss can help people stay calm and and kind of remember that all right it doesn't it's never going to be linear because we can't determine plateaus we have no idea how many calories you're burning every day we can get pretty close but it's going to fluctuate because everybody's life fluctuates so you would say all right the first step would be awareness okay in this example i want to lose 100 pounds and then you have to think about well what's a realistic time frame so if for this example you're saying somebody 18 to 24 months so a year and a half to two years so then if they have that longer time frame they're going to be a lot more uh, mentally prepared for you know going a couple weeks without losing weight or um you know the, the maybe they put on a, a pound in a week or something like that because they have that expectation going in um so then after they've determined okay i want to lose 100 pounds and i'm giving myself two years conservative so a pound a week for two years i think i'll get there and then the next step would be they literally need to start writing down what they're eating over a certain, so you say three days, write it down. Or if you're familiar with fitness pal, put in fitness pal, just so they can kind of get some awareness of what they're actually taking in. Yeah. You you ultimately just need to know what am I bringing in? So, so you know, you're not going the wrong direction. Right. But also, I mean, calories are, are very scientific. Like it is, it is literally you measuring energy. And so whenever you can control your energy using an app, that you're going to have the best chance of having at least some sort of way to track your progress over time. So you know, hey, I'm doing everything in my power, even though my body's not perfect. It's not going to always, it's not going to always, like we said, be linear. I can at least control what I can control. And so at that point, it just becomes helping people understand you have a couple different ways where your body burns energy, right? You've got your basal metabolic rate. That's just how many calories your body burns based on your size. Then you've got your thermal effect of food. So when you eat food, your body burns calories in order to do all that. So that's going to be a process in itself. You've got non-exercise activity. That's just you tapping your foot, getting in the car, walking to your job, sitting at your desk, sitting up. And then you've got your exercise activity. So those four things will those four things will combine to create how many calories your body burns. And then it becomes a thing where we say, we need to be in a deficit of 500 calories per day every single day that's going to give you a pound of weight per week and if you continue in that trajectory then that's everything we can do to control going to the number of calories your body burns and getting into a calorie deficit so why do you set it at 500 a day that would give you so 500 calories per day of deficit times seven days is 3500 and on paper, 3,500 calories is the equivalent amount of energy to a pound of body fat. Okay. And so if you're going to lose a pound of body fat per week, you need to be in a deficit of 3,500. It's probably better instead of doing that over three days, you know, 1,100 calories over three days, it's probably better to split it and do 500 calories over seven days. And that's going to give you enough to eat so that you can exercise, so you feel good, but also create a deficit that allows for weight loss. Yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, we can look all over social media and see, you know, people that, you know, maybe you hear about guys like David Goggins, for example. So we were talking about him in the gym the other day. And so someone was saying, yeah, he lost, you know, 100 pounds in like three and a half months. And yeah, he also got rhabdo at the same time and com committed everything in his life to that one purpose and goal. See, we have a lifestyle that we're trying to create and we want it to be sustainable 
And so it all comes back to having a realistic expectation and realistic measurements to what you're wanting to apply to your life. So if you know, hey, I've got a full-time job, I've got two kids and I need to be able to drop them off at school in the morning and pick them up at school in the evening, right? That, that energy that you're burning throughout your day, we've got to set a realistic intake to where you can be in that deficit, but still be able to walk your dog in the evening with your family so you can spend quality time with those that you love. Because I think the next thing after, you know, having an importance of what we're measuring, what we're intaking, I've found one of the best things to really focus on and hone is the environment. So the environment of your support system around you, but then also the physical environment of like what you're putting into your body. Are you able to eat enough food to where you are able to work out five to six times a week and recover enough and be able to come in and hit our, you know, take a class or come in and, you know, if you're want to spend time with your family or you're at the ballpark, you need to be able to put in enough in your body to be able to operate, but be in that deficit range where you're still able, you know, to, to pick things up and put them down in the gym. You also want to be in the right range so you're not, you know, burning a lot of muscle away as well so that you can hold on or if you really do it right so you can even put on muscle at the same time as as losing fat, which is something that's really hard to do and you got to be a lot more um, on top of it. But the problem with somebody that says, say they lose 100 pounds in three months or four months or whatever the case may be is they're going to be – a lot of that's going to be muscle. And so um, – if when they do get out of that extreme deficit, they're going to be much more likely to put fat back on. And then they've also burned some of the muscle that is going to increase their metabolism and make their body function better. And so they're going to be in an even worse spot than they were before because they have, um, you know, decreased their metabolism by losing the fat, the, or I'm sorry, the muscle that they, that they needed. And so that's another reason why it's so important to have a sustainable, um, weight loss is because you're able to also, like you said, work out, um, and put on muscle, um, and change your body composition over time to where your metabolism is going to increase. And so that when you do come out of that major deficit, you're actually burning more calories every day, just because you have more muscle. For a lot of people, I really do think we sometimes just human nature is that we underestimate how long these time domains are. And it feels like in a moment, we're, we just naturally are in certain moments very, very highly motivated, but that doesn't last very long. And so ultimately what we try to help people do is set, and it's not that we always want to push the time limit back, but we also want to understand that for most of us, there's, you know, that two week willpower window where we can be really motivated, but it, it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of just mental toughness to be able to sustain the habits and to create the environments like what Tyler was talking about that will set you up for success. And so ultimately, I think what we try to help people do is understand that the reason why we push things and maybe stretch them a little bit longer is so that you have the best chance of sustainability in your approach. So yeah, you can do a very short amount and some people will have extreme weight loss very quickly. But for most people, I think it's it's going to be, let's take a little slower approach because I know right in this moment, you're extremely highly motivated. But, you know, during that first football game or when that first weekend of fall comes around and you're craving those things that you've associated with that time of year or that season or those friends, when that starts to come back up, um, that's when it's going to be 
the most important time for you to be successful. Yeah, and speaking of like football and tailgates, you said you want to be at a 500 calorie deficit every day. Well, you can give that up in 10 minutes at a tailgate. You know, if the the chicken fingers are laid out, you you eat three chicken fingers, cover them in sauce, and you know have one or two drinks, and all of a sudden you're 500. You've added 500 extra calories in a blink of an eye, and you just gave away that day's. Uh, deficit, and then if you you know continue to do that, you can give a, a whole week's deficit away in a couple hours at a tailgate, and so that's why it's so important to ha- be aware of what you're taking in and track it. Because if you're not, you can mindless, mindlessly give away a week's worth of of deficit in in one afternoon in three hours of a football game. Yeah, and I think with knowing the season of life that you're in, the season around you, and I think a big thing as well is is having that support system. You know, I was having a meeting with a client the other day, and, you know, they were going camping, and they were like, you know, she was saying, hey, like, you know, these are the foods that I want to take with us. These are the things that I'm putting into my body, and here's why. And she shared it with her family, and she feels more empowered to be able to continue that even when they're out enjoying things that aren't your typical maybe weekend around the house. And so – Having that support system in place, number one is having a coach, someone that you can rely on that is maybe outside of your typical circle, and then sharing the information that you've you know, decided with your coach, hey, this is the time frame that I want to do this, this is how I want to approach you know, my weight loss goals, and then sharing that with your family. Now all of a sudden, you know, you've, you know, you've gone from the person who is wanting to lose 50, 60, maybe 100 pounds like we're talking to, to now the person who is creating a healthier environment in their household because now the whole family's on board or even one other family member is on board. And so no one's feeling like there's this saboteur in the mix that's, you know, keeping me from achieving the goals that I want to complete. It's like, hey, take the information that you have, share it, share it with the people around you, share it on your social media. Hey, I'm on a journey right now and I am continuing to push myself to achieve these goals and here's the here's the things that i'm doing to positively impact the goals that i'm trying to achieve there's there's like yeah so there's there's that part of it which is that depth the the serious the the emotional the environment the reason we start with hey just write down what you're eating for three days is because there's also the extremely practical side of it if if you can combine those two if you can combine the the family the motivation the depth the environment but then you also can combine it with what we try to help people with is just like what you just said hunter the practical knowledge of how many calories are in a chicken finger with honey mustard it you don't even have to make it you don't have to make it this you know deep psychological journey for a lot of people it can just be helping educate and understand that when you go to chick-fil-a there are more calories than they put on their little calorie counter like look at the oil that's in the bottom of that little tray when you get done or when you go to a tailgate understanding that the honey mustard has more calories than the entire burger and so like i think what one of my favorite things to do is to help clients who do have these long-term goals just realize oh that that honey mustard really doesn't change my life like i've been adding that because i thought i needed it we can take that out and that's 20 pounds a year you know that's one of my favorite probably one of the posts that we we do on social media that gets the most traction is helping people realize how many calories add up over the course of a year so when someone has 100 pounds of weight loss if we can identify one thing that is in their week that 
is adding up to 1,200, 1,300 calories. Maybe it's 200 calories a day for seven days. We're talking about 25 pounds for the year if they can cut that one thing. And so there's there's just these a lot of different approaches depending on the person. And it really starts with what does your environment look like and what are you currently eating? Sometimes you're so much closer to that that huge goal that seems overwhelming, that 20 pounds that's just been nagging for a long time. A lot of people are so much closer than they realize. And so that's one of the most empowering things I think that that we give to our clients. I've uh, I've had this conversation with several people uh, recently and who are starting to lose weight or they have lost a lot of weight recently and talking about how they were already doing 90% of the things they needed to do to get there. It was those small little tweaks that was that last 10% that got them over that hump of finally being able to start losing the weight. And so many people are doing a lot of the right things. It's just a few small tweaks that can make all the difference for them um, in being able to actually get to where they want to go. And so that's that's something that can be, um, you know, people can be very frustrated because they're doing a lot of the right stuff. But if you realize there's just one or two small tweaks that we can make to your weekly schedule, um, to what you're doing day to day, week to week, that can that can make all the difference to get you where you want to go. It's crazy to me. I think how many things we just we just take for granted that we think are a bigger deal than they actually are over time. And so I love when people realize that they thought that something was a lot more necessary than it really was. Mm. Um, and so for yeah, for you're exactly right. If you're What's in an a example of that, what do you, you have an example off the top of your head of something that's a lot more ses- necess- necessary. Sorry. There it is. Hold Stop. on. Say saboteur again, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. That sabotages your diet. Um, oh man, on the Tyler, feel free to jump in here. Put them on the spot right there. Something that is more necessary than people think. Um, not as necessary. Yeah. As yeah. as someone may think. I think that. Uh, I think that dairy is probably the most common thing that people think they just can't live without, and then they go through. We've done the Beachbody Challenge. I don't know how many times with people and we just say there's nothing wrong with it like of course you're going to go to mexican and have cheese dip at some point again in your life you don't have to give it up but like let's take six weeks and see what what it's like to do a recipe or to to make something that doesn't have a cream sauce or that doesn't have cheese sprinkled over it and then all of a sudden you realize like all right that really didn't add a lot recipes are a huge one oil in the pan a lot of people have grown up their entire life because they're their mom or their grandma has been making vegetables and asparagus with olive oil on it. And it's like, no, you can have steak and asparagus and mashed potatoes without having um, a stick of butter in the mashed potatoes and olive oil all over the vegetables. You can get a spray and put that on there. And that just blows people's mind, I think, when you think olive oil, dairy, peanut butter is another one for a lot of people that like, they're like, oh, I couldn't live without peanut butter. And then they just go a couple weeks without it, and they're like, "All right, that really wasn't that big of a change." For me, a lot of a lot of times I hear it's alcohol for people, yep. and they get in the habit of having a drink or two every night. You know, after they put the kids to bed or whatever, and it's their way to unwax, uh, uh, unwind and relax. And um, I've I've challenged people: Why don't you start having some sparkling water as opposed to that? Just you already have the habit of sitting down and having a drink. Make yourself a sparkling water and drink that. Um, and just try that for a little while. And I'm amazed at how many times they'll, they'll come back to me and say, gosh, like I, I started drinking the sparkling water and it, it didn't, 
I, I didn't miss the alcohol at all. It was more of the event of making a drink and sitting down and by switching out something that was, um, you know, I still was getting, you know, the, the, the aspect of sitting, making a drink, sitting down and drinking it, but it wasn't alcohol. It was just sparkling water. I was still getting the same kind of relaxation feeling without having the alcohol. And I didn't really miss the alcohol at all. Make a cup of tea instead. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines and still have the ritual. And that's the relaxation part of my day where I sit down and a wine, but instead of having a glass of alcohol, a glass of wine, it's a, a glass of sparkling water. And you add that up over, like you said, a year period, you take, say you just cut back to only drinking on Friday, Saturday night, but the other five nights a week you have, instead of having one glass of wine, you have one glass of sparkling water. How many extra calories is that? How many pounds of body fat would that be over a year just by changing that, that, that one small tweak to your day? I think there's so much value to make it an expensive thing. Like to me, I think we assign value to things in our mind by where we put our finances into it. And for a lot of people, having a you know having a glass of wine part of it is just the fact that you bought something special for that so make it something special it can be the fanciest topo chico yeah topo yeah. chico that's you know i know there's you know a lot of differences people get a little bit uh people get a little bit um yeah don't start a fight on sparkling water brands yeah no that's that's what like people really get after it on the the sparkling water but i think for a lot of people, it's just assigning value to that thing. So make a make a special thing out of it. Go and buy something specifically for that dinner during the week, and you'd be amazed at how much when you assign value to it, it will become more valuable uh, to you. You want to know something that, as I, as we sit here and I, I think about that question, like what is what is maybe a little unnecessary that maybe is sometimes typically deemed as necessary, is adding extra workouts to try to lose weight. Did we just faster. start a new episode? Here? Um, <laughs> Part maybe, two. Maybe so. Part two coming up. Uh, I get this question a lot is should I be adding extra programming to my typical day or week? Should I be going for an extra run in the morning because I have the time and now I have the energy? Or should I be adding extra lifts and extra things along those lines? And I think it I think most people that ask that question my response, I try to make it as, as close back to back to what is the original why is your your original why is to lose X amount of pounds, right? You're doing that, aren't you? Well, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Continue to do what you're doing if you're seeing success until it's not happening. And then we're going to readjust. Then we're going to reset. But don't feel the need to add in extra, you know, an extra set of, of strength training if your goal is to just continue to lose weight. One thing I've learned and over, it took me a long time to learn this, was the power of the minimum effective dose. And that goes with training and a lot of other things as well. But doing the least amount of work that you can do and to get the response because, all, you know, there's a difference between like um, if there's a pendulum, the minimum effective dose would be the least amount of work you can do to still make progress. And then the other other aspect would be um, when you work yourself so hard that your body super compensates and has to um, really make a change. And most people are living in the middle where the extra work they're doing isn't really doing anything else for them. They're getting the response from the minimum effective dose, but they're not anywhere close to making their body super compensate. And so they're doing all this extra work that's not really doing anything for them. And if you can say, hey, I'm already making progress. I'm, I'm working towards my goal. If I start doing extra stuff, I'm teaching my body that it needs extra work to make the to, to make progress. When if I just keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to I'm going to get where I need to be. And then if people can can take that extra time and energy that they they are having and put it into something else, 
um, like recovery or stretching, if you really want to do anything else instead of extra training, you're going to be a lot more likely to, to stick with your success um, and, and progress over the long, long period of time. I wanted to talk on, on something on um, the extended time frame. And I think a lot of times when people get motivated, they're really excited and I want to lose you know, 50 pounds in three months or whatever the, whatever the case may be. But I think a really good perspective to have is to think about where you were a year ago and what would you would give to go back to that person a year ago and say, I'm going to put this plan in place to where in 50, uh, in one year from now, I'm going to be 50 pounds lighter. Would you take that a hundred times out of a hundred people would take that. So, so think about that a year from now, what am I, am I going to, would I be happy if I've lost up 50 pounds? And every single person is going to say yes, because if I look back a year from now previous, I would be happy where at this point to have lost 50. So in a year from now, I, it's safe to assume that I would be happy losing 50. So then, all right, well, well, let's get there. You know, let's not try to do it in three months because you're going to set yourself up for burnout and injury and plateau and losing muscle. Let's set it let's set our goal a little bit longer because I know in a year from now, if I'm 50 pounds lighter than I am now, I would be happy. Does that make sense? Yeah. And how do we know if we're making progress? Well, we got to keep up with it. We've got to measure it somehow, some way. I mean, it goes back to measurable, observable, repeatable every single time. Most of the time, I think when people start adding in extra, extra things, it's because they don't have a measurable. And so they're just guessing and they're thinking, okay, if I'm sweating, if I'm really hot, if I'm sweating, I'm probably doing more to lose weight. I'm losing weight faster. Um, and so I think that, you know, combining that mindset, that kind of long-term thinking with also the practical of, all right, that 30 minutes of running where you just, you're going to feel beat up for two days and your feet are going to hurt and your calves are going to hurt. That could probably just be, you probably could trade off, you know, 200 calories of something you had no idea you were consuming anyways. So with a little bit of education around food, you can do all of those things and make the exact same amount of progress and also buy yourself 40 more minutes of extra time, more recovery. You feel better when you exercise, you have more time to spend with the food. And so I think there's, uh, there's a lot of different approaches to that kind of idea of, of long-term thinking, um, thinking about how many calories will add up. What are the things that I do daily or weekly that will add up over long term? That's really good. So um, let's let's kind of in summation just give a brief overview of the steps somebody um, should take if they're listening to this podcast and they say, you know what, I want to lose fifty pounds in one year. What what steps do I need to take? Let's break it down super easy so they can try to try to implement it. Number one, what do you? What's the what's the realistic time frame that you have for wanting to do this right. and what are you willing to do are you so willing to work? put step, step one, one in there yeah yeah is no is no how much and how long you want it to take yep and okay. then step two i think is let's identify what i'm bringing in right now so that i can know where the next easiest step is going to come because if you're eating a cheeseburger three nights a week and then running through fast food it's it's going to be really easy for you to make one change that's going to bring the 50 pounds all by itself. Mm -hmm. So identifying what you're consuming, write it down. And then there's a lot of great tools. We, of course, as coaches could really easily help with this. Um, like I will have no problem. Absolutely free. If someone wants to come and just say, Hey, this is what I ate. Like, this is my fitness pal. Can you tell me what this means? 
that would be I would we would love to do that. All right, so we need to find out how much all that costs in terms of calories. Mm-hmm. How many calories am I bringing in? That's that, and that's a great point. Is for many people, they've never lost that much weight before, so they don't really know. But if you have the ability to talk to somebody that's done it or has helped countless other people do it, you can really speed up the whole process exponentially um, and make it much more likely to to succeed if you um, can get some advice from somebody who can just walk you through and then just do what they say. You know, don't say, well, I'm going to take this, this, and this from them, and but I'm going to keep doing this other thing. If you really want to do it and somebody else has done it or they've helped a lot of other people do it, just do listen to what they say and do what they say. You know, that's that's something that that can really speed up your process. All right, so that's uh, figure out what you're eating. Yeah, just figure out what you're step. eating. What what would be the next step after then that? Then we've got to figure out how much does your body need to maintain that weight, and that will help us use how long you want to take to determine now how much you need to be in a deficit. How would you do that? So you can do an in body scan. That's a very easy way to do that. I would avoid using just a general watch kind of app that measures your and tracks your calories because those are known to be um, 20 to 30% off. And mm-hmm. so that can really that can really be tough to do that. Again, asking someone, we do this with our Beachbody Challenge. We have 400 members go through it a year. We have 50 individual nutrition clients that we work with. So we're doing this all day. It is very easy to find a very um, safe bet as far as what is your calorie needs for the day based on your activity. An important note on that is it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly spot on because you're never going to know exactly how many calories to the one calorie that you burn every day or take in it's trying to get as close to as possible as what it is and and being in that ballpark consistently a 90 percent and a 100 percent are both a's and in, in this game so if you're as close to as realistic as possible then you're going to be especially as if you're working you if yeah. especially if you're working long term you're gonna you can tell in two weeks like yeah. okay let's do this plan for two weeks if you didn't lose weight then we just need to move the number down mm-hmm. or be more honest and be more educated on as far as what we're tracking. So I think identifying how many calories do I burn in a day? That one, you can find that there's a lot of apps out there. We use my fitness pal precision nutrition has a calorie app that you can go on to and fill out some information and it'll give you an idea. But the thing that all of those hinge on is they typically have very general activity level markers. So they're going to give you very active active, lightly active, not very active. And those are three to 500 calories a piece difference. And so that's the one where, you know, I know everybody's day is a little different and week to week, it may look a little different, but again, we're just trying to get close. So we tell people, you know, generally you're active if you're working out five or six days a week and you're moving around most of the day. And then on the weekends, you're cutting grass, you're playing with the kids, you're having some sort of activity. But if you sit at a desk for five to six hours a day, and you work out three to five days a week, generally we're gonna start with lightly active because most people would rather be a little bit under than overestimate their calories. So we try to help people, all right, identify that, okay, this is what I'm eating. This is how much I bring in currently. All right, now I need to know how much I need. And then we just take that need and we look at what you were eating and we say, hey, you didn't realize this oil that you were eating was a lot of calories. This Caesar salad was, a lot most of your calories for the day and then we just kind of process of elimination help people identify 
where is the extra coming from? And then say, hey, are you willing to to eat this, this, and this to avoid that extra? And then it becomes just encouraging and keeping them accountable. So the, the next step, and Tyler, you hit it on this, was um, your environment, setting yourself up to succeed. And that's, you know, letting the people around you aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it and asking for their support. Is that, is that what you would say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's once you know what and why, you know how long, you know all of the numerical things, then, you know, it becomes a journey, right? And we want to aim for consistency and how are we going to be able to be as consistent as we can be is to make sure we've got a lot of the external factors, you know, over time going in the same direction. And so um, if we're aware ourselves as, as people of our goals, you know, it's going to take us very far. We're going to be, you know, as consistent as we can be, but there's going to come to a point where um, I think with a lot of people, it comes down to decisions. And, you know, if you can have everyone on the same page and you have your whole team on, you know, supporting you, then you're going to be way more likely to continue that long-term journey, right? And so you can continue to make that kind of progress over the long term. We tell this story a couple of times, but there's a good, the, the positive and the negative of that. There's a positive story where we had a family that they went and got donuts as a family every weekend together. And one of the members of the family began to take their nutrition serious and set a goal. And so they would sit in the car and wait while the whole family went inside and got donuts. And then it, about six weeks later, the, the spouse realized like, all right, we probably are making it really hard for you to do this, and so we're just not going to make this trip and not make you sit in the car because you're only going to sit in the car outside the donut shop for so long before it's going to be, you're going to have one breakdown, one kind of emotional moment where all of a sudden you go, and then it becomes easy to get into that. So that's like the positive is the family just sat down and said, this is important for um, this is important for your mom or your dad to, to set this goal. They talked about it, and it changed their approach to the weekend on the flip side we've had people who've set a goal and their spouse has been like no like i want to go eat mexican food every weekend and then on wednesday nights with our friends and they drink and do all that and it's like well they literally were like no i'm not giving that up and it made it impossible not that mexican food's bad at all but two days a week to go and be around that environment where everybody's having you know four to six hundred calories of margaritas and maybe 12 to two thousand calories of uh, a meal, it was setting that entire week back for that one person. And so that was an example where it didn't go well. So environment is huge and having those conversations is can set you up for years. Those are the toughest but most important conversations outside of the conversation you're going to have with your coach. Man, that's good. All right. So the last, the last piece I would say would be, and you touched on this a little bit, Tyler, was accountability and finding a way to have some sort of accountability for yourself and for some people that can be you know creating a chart or something that you keep track of every day Um, for others it's they have a coach who checks in with them that they're paying them every month and so the the financial you know impact of having a little skin in the game and also knowing that somebody's going to be asking them uh, for account of you know how how last week went, knowing they're going to have to report can can be the piece that they need to get it. Because the reality is, there's some people that they know what they need to do, they just aren't doing it consistently, and they got to have that accountability piece. So to me, that would be the last the last piece of the puzzle um, for you is once you've got all this other stuff, figure out a way to have accountability in it because 
Um, if you don't have accountability, it's going to be really easy for you to, you know, fall off, um, fall, fall off just a little bit. I'll have, you know, I'll have a couple, couple of pieces of, of chicken here, or I'll have a couple of drinks here. Um, because you don't really have anybody checking in to make sure you're doing it. The, the money side of it, man, this is, this is a hard one. I want to, and as coaches, we want to give as much knowledge away as possible. I try to, I've started doing that on social media. I just want to give people as much as possible. We, we've got a lot of nutrition clients who pay us, but on the flip side of that, having some skin in the game, I have given nutrition coaching away as a gift to people and it has not worked for five months. And they have come and said, I need to pay for this because it's not working when it's free. And that's the only thing, a lot of the things that we're talking about, and we're not doing this to try to sell nutrition coaching at all. We just have given it away for free. And we know that most of these resources are out there for free. And for a lot of people, the thing that puts them over the edge is paying more than they think that it's worth initially for a period of time to realize that that is a motivating factor for all of us because our money reflects the time and the effort that we put into our lives and our work. And when we put the time and the effort that we put into our jobs and our family, all of a sudden that brings it like it becomes very real. And then you take the steps necessary to make a change to your nutrition that actually changes your life and you don't have to do it forever. Right, man. I love it. That's, that's great. I I think that's really, um, really good uh, steps, easy to follow steps for people if they want to start on this journey. And we know so many people that, that do. And, um, you know, we talk about nutrition all the time because for us, it's the most important thing, even more than what, what you're doing in the gym. Um, because, you know, you could come in the gym and work out for five hours and burn, you know, theoretically you burn a thousand calories. Well, you can give all that up by chips and queso at the at mexican i mean i've i've seen me do it plenty of times and so uh if if that's the case um the nutrition has to be the the building block that we build everything else around and if you can get that in place you know if you can do it by yourself we support you 100 percent. go for it and we we wish you all the best and we want to give you all the tools but sometimes it takes a little bit more than that and if you if you are interested like he's like Caleb said, I'm sure Tyler would offer the same thing. If you write down what you ate for a week and want to get some feedback on it, he would love. They would love to talk to you and sit down with you. I'll talk to you as well, um, or I'll point you in their direction. So um, hopefully, you guys can apply this to your life and um, you know take a little tidbits and add it onto your uh, onto your regiment. So uh, all right, let's move on to the next segment. Let's see if Tyler can add a little bit more than Caleb has been. Outside the box. Outside the box. Actually, box, Caleb did have a really good story yes. on the last one. That was yeah. uh, that, was, that was great. So, um, what do you guys got going on right now? Anything you uh, want to report, guys? I'm uh, so falls around the corner. I'm getting into bow hunting. Yeah, he is. Um, wow. And due to the influence of all my Rankin County people out here, uh, we are we're turning over a new leaf here. Um, but I, I grew up hunting, but did not, I haven't done it a lot. We, we make it the joke about the outside the box. Cause like life has been the gym and the business and people and exercise. And I've been here every weekend for six years. And so as we start to, as we've grown and adding great coaches around, I've got some opportunities to go and do some things that I grew up doing that I've wanted to do for a long time. And so, um, I've grown up hunting, but I've never bow hunted. And all of my friends, like so many people from here, um, are really just adamant about how much bow hunting changed their whole, like changed their life and was one of the most exciting things. So 
I'm going all in. So I'm getting set up. Tyler's got me set up with a family friend that's gonna uh, that's gonna get me get me rolling with all that. So I'm going to gonna start that next week. Expect, start practicing. Expect some uh, Caleb Foxworth and Camouflage Instagram reels coming up. Probably. Oh, you have no idea. I can People. just see Caleb sitting up in the in the deer stand, just like, "Hey guys, just real quick thought on nutrition here." <laughs> guys, let me tell you, we got a lot of protein walking out there in that be, plot. Be aware, there's a lot of time to do some thinking out there, Caleb. Um, for myself, uh, I'm excited to get my wife back in town. Um, she's spent her summer in Auburn, Alabama, which is a really cool place, but uh, you know, our home is here in Flowood. Um, and so she's been doing a rotation with her, uh, occupational therapy school. And so, um, I amongst others are excited to have her back in town. Um, and as far as my fall goes, um, definitely looking forward to duck and dove season coming up. Um, I do a lot of hunting, um, and so it's, it's fun to be able to kind of get ready for, um, cooler weather. I'm a, I'm a cooler weather guy. Um, and me so too, just, me too. Especially after this summer. Yeah. Especially after this summer. And so cooler weather gets me excited for a lot of outside the box things, but you know, also just, um, you know, honing, honing my craft, uh, day in and day out. And so that's kind of where my mind has been this summer. And so I'm excited to, to help, you know, others apply some of the things that I've learned, um, especially as we begin to grow. That's great. I know you're excited to get the family all back together again and uh, and head into fall. I, I love this time of year as well when the weather finally starts cooling down and football season starts kicking up here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's just it's so much fun to watch football on Saturday and then on Sunday. And one of my favorite moments of the year is that um, first NFL Sunday countdown at 11.59 when, on the Red Zone channel when they start the countdown and and then uh, I forget what the guy's name, Hanson, comes on and, and uh, he says time for six hours of uninterrupted football. It, oh, it's just the best feeling in the world. Just chills. The Hard, <laughs> I mean, the hard Knocks theme song got oh, me yeah. going this last the, week. Oh, the, uh, Hard Knocks this this season. Man, the, the coach for the Lions, that dude is awesome. He's great. And uh, it's because it, Sean Payton was his mentor. That's why. Um, shout out to the Saints. But um, So my wife and I watched the series finale of – better call Saul last night and um man it's there's always just like a this feeling of loss when you watch a show for so long and you get so attached to these characters and then it comes to an end it's just sad and I thought it was a great ending I don't know if you guys watched that show but it's just the whole series Breaking Bad the the whole Breaking Bad of Better Call Saul the the movie they put out it, it was all just phenomenal it was so well done and I thought the ending was perfect for for Saul Goodman and um I'm gonna miss that show but the, the 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 best news is that this Sunday, the Game of Thrones prequel starts. It is on. And I cannot – I haven't been this excited about a show <laughs> in a really, really long time because I know – I read the, the books on the, the Targaryens, which is what it's about, and it's going to go down. That's all I got to say. It better go down. It's heads go better down. roll. It better go heads down. will roll. I'm heads exci- will roll. I'm excited about the uh, – that video that's going to go viral of everyone when the when the HBO fuzzy static yeah. and it shows the people in the bar and it's cropped yeah. instead of the game and everybody just goes nuts and beers go flying. Oh, that's uh, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's good. We all got some uh, fun stuff on the on the horizon for the fall. So, uh, you guys got anything you want to recommend before we wrap it up? Um. You know, I would just <laughs> Tyler sure, sure I does. Did. I did. Since I'm yeah, here, hey, yeah, since I'm here, since you got me, I was me. not prepared. <laughs> um. Guys, if uh, if there's 
one thing that I could encourage anyone to do is to just ask yourself or ask a coach or ask a friend, like, you know, hey, where do I need to get started? You've got some great information here. Uh, share this with your friends. Share this with uh, your family members. Share this with your coworkers because uh, somebody, I think, can learn something from hopefully one thing that we said today. So if you can take one thing away and share it with someone else, it's going to be more likely for you to apply it to yourself. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm about to finish a book. Uh, it was a short short book called The Inner Game of Tennis. And I actually heard Ben Bergeron talking about it. And it's, it's about mindset um, as far as it comes to um, competing. And it's just a phenomenal book. I highly recommend it for anybody who uh, plays sports. If your kids play sports, um, it just really breaks down uh, what's going on inside your head and why so many people struggle with, um, you know, performance in, in a sport and can, you know, do everything right in practice and then they get in the game and they they start overthinking everything and it really breaks that down and he uses tennis as an example but it, he you can really apply it to any sport or really any area of life and so i highly recommend it um the inner game of tennis check it out it's only like 100 it's 10 chapters like 150 pages it's a super fast and easy read but it's so applicable and uh, it's something that i i I'm, i can see myself going back to over the years and especially when when i have kids and working with them in sports and stuff and want to talk through that. But I think it's a great book and I highly recommend it. Um, I don't know if we've done this one before, but we'll end it a little more practical. Um, we're going to nutrition. We talk a lot about finding the easy calories. One of the easiest things is liquids. Liquid calories are one of the biggest waste to me. Um, and the drink that we have found uh, on the market that has been a game changer for a lot of clients. And sometimes I assume that people know this. It's called Zevia. It's probably a favorite of every one of us in the room, but a lot of our nutrition clients, this is a game changer to give your kids something too. We have a lot of families uh, in our gym who've started giving this drink to their kids as a treat instead of giving them a juice or soda. Uh, so Zevia, it's a uh, all natural sweetener. It's uh, they've got tons of different flavors. We do Amazon auto ship. Every two weeks, we get cases of 48 of these drinks. Um, so anyway, that's my recommend. I don't want to assume that everyone out there knows it. Look it up. Uh, Z-E-V-I-A. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Kroger, your local your local shopping mart. I mean, nothing better than two nutrition nerds giving nutrition recommends in the outside-the-box segment. We're I, doing I, this all day, baby. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have time to read. They're, We're they're reading these in-body scans. They're passionate about it. So <laughs> I like that. We're reading in-body scans. I like that. All right. Uh that that's a wrap for the coyote fitness podcast thanks guys uh, for tuning in and we will see you next week Silky smooth sounds.